Oh, it's the anyone can get it to work. Right then, episode scythe seven of the Anyone Can Get It podcast. Um, as everybody is probably fully aware right now, I am not a UFC fighter anymore. Brett Johns has jumped the ship. I've jumped. I've jumped to the dark side. Can you stop rustling them draft kicks, or he's jumped ship, boys and girls. So. Uh, let me explain from the start just briefly. I have spoke about this on my social media. So um, what happened was a few weeks ago we um, we were offered a fight um, for November the 7th uh, on the same show as Jack Shaw. Um, I ended up making <coughs> such a fuss about that. Oh, you got to get me on the same show as Jack. It's easier logistically and it's easier for camp. Switch it is all fairness. Yeah, it is, it is. Um... You know, we'd like to be on the same show. So then they kind of did that for us. They offered me a tough fight, which I said yes to, before really knowing what the figures were going to be, because I'd already fought my last fight on my contract, um, which was Montel Jackson in Fight Island. Um, So we were going through the phases of negotiating (coughs) the new contract, but unfortunately for... um, for me, the figure that I came up with was was, was nowhere near. Um, and like I said, you know, I know other fighters who are roughly the same sort of um, fighting. You know, I've had seven fights in UFC, so I was basing my figure off the the same as every else, really. You know, going in particular to someone like Marab Dashvili, <coughs> who's five and two in UFC. Yeah, I wouldn't use Marab because. I- yeah, I'd, I'd use the big one was like Song Yudong. Yeah, Song Yudong was a big <coughs> one. M- 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 Marab's a big one as well. There was a few guys there, and I was asking for the same um, sort of price as them fighters, and um, unfortunately the UFC couldn't match it for whatever reason that they 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 said. So, you know, I like I said previously, I don't take business talk personal. Um, you kind of learn that along the way, don't you? Really, you know, it's it's nothing to do with um, individual people. It's just the way the business works. You know, as a business, I guess you have figures and money you can only spend budgets, budgets and, you yeah. got to spend, and and if you can cut in certain places or try and cut in <coughs> certain places, you probably will. You try. will exactly. So, um, like I said, you know, I'm obviously I was disappointed with the figure that they came up with. Um, and so I spoke to my manager Brian Butler and um, and said because of oh lovely goal at the, at the minute sorry guys we're watching Villa v Liverpool and it's fifty four minutes in and Villa a five one up oh the belt of a goal as Ross well. Bartley just scored are you going to stop doing that now because you're going to put me off sorry like... mate sorry mate back to it Brian so, Butler so yeah so we're going um so I obviously called um, my manager Brian Butler it's like a punch who all fairness the last. The last few weeks has re- you know he works for me anyway but the last few weeks he's really been pushing this thing we had a chat on a Skype call a few weeks ago and he really really has pushed for a, a better deal and unfortunately with the UFC side of things Brian can only go so far before the UFC have to take on the rest and uh, in all fairness to him he, he, he worked his hardest to try and uh, sort something out but unfortunately that couldn't happen um and, you know, just put it this way, Bellator were contacted at 11 o'clock uh, in, the, in the evening 
on Thursday or, <coughs> or Wednesday, sorry, it's 11 o'clock. So I had a quick call with Brian on the phone and he said he's been in contact with Bellator. Um, and um, and he said he should get a response back within 48 hours. This was 11 o'clock on Wednesday. By half past 11 on Wednesday, we had an offer and a figure put through. Uh, him, Brian and Mike Corgan, who uh, Mike's uh, a representative of Bellator, they were chatting back and forth, come up with a figure. And to put it bluntly, they offered double what the UFC offered. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think the way I look at it is, I say, you know, I consider Bellator to be a top promotion. You know, people will argue that it's not as well known as UFC, but Bellator still has a really respect respected promotion. And I've been a big fan of the promotion for a very, very long time. You know, I'm I'm a fan of mixed martial arts, not a fan of UFC. And I think a lot yeah. of people forget that now, especially. Um, why is the bottom of the camera open? Does that matter? What do you mean? Well, it's open. That's fine. The back piece let me open. Ah, doesn't matter. So yeah, I've been a big fan of the company for a very, very long time, and. Um, you know, I don't. I do not consider this to be an easier option. Although a lot of people might say it is. You know, you still have your very, very competitive fights. But I guess I'm here. This is my job, by the way. People, people kind of forget that this isn't fun games for me. This is work. This is. Um, it used to be a hobby, but now it's pain. Now it's a job. You know, I don't work. I used to work on a building site. You know, I used to work on a building site for four pound ninety three an hour. That's what I used to do. You know. And now I'm in a position where I can change my life forever. And I just had to take that sort of mm. leap. And, you know, a couple of people I want to thank for the move. Um, firstly, and from the actual start, someone who kind of put this in, in process but without really knowing is Ashley. You know, Ashley looked at his... Um, Ashley worked tired, tirelessly on, like, looking at people's figures in the UFC to try and see... If we were if we were getting paid the right money or if we weren't we felt like that we weren't paid the right wage um, so we did our research and come up with trying to get a better deal then I contacted Brian who was the second person I want to thank because Brian was obviously the guy who's working the background stuff of, of my my side the management side of things Brian Butler's working his bit with sucker punch um, I want to thank Mike Corgan who obviously and Scott Coker from Bellator, who, who feel like they, you well, know... they value you. They yeah, value. They yeah, they value me as a fighter. And I guess, you know, that's what I, I've been in this sport for a very, very long time. And I think that, to, like, the last week has is, is really been the turning point in my career. A lot of people, like I said, would say it's a bad idea, but um, they, they don't understand the, the financial side of things. Because it's no secret. We, we haven't tried to sugarcoat it, you know, why, why we're thinking, you know. No, we like, like you said, we haven't, we, left do, the, we haven't been cut from the UFC, we left the UFC, there's yeah, a difference. Yeah, my contract had come up and I had an option to carry on or walk away and I chose to walk away. Because why get punched in the head when you can get punched in the head with another promotion but they're willing to pay you double the price? Yeah. So just kind of say that yourself and say it out loud. So, you, you yeah. know, because a lot of people go, mistake. You don't, Nobody knows the circumstances behind all this. Nobody knows. So... Thank you to them four individuals for starters. I want to thank obviously Shaky 
who has been a big part as well because obviously working with working on Shaky, having a chat with Shaky about like you know what he thought and he thought it was a good move. I spoke to Carl Parker. He thought it was a good move. I spoke to Wally. Wally said, "Yeah, it's a good move." I spoke to Dan Wilson. He said it's a good move. So um, I've had I've had probably ninety nine percent positive feedback about this. And um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on cloud nine. You know, I I can I will take people's advice on board, but for people who have been there and seen it, they're the more, they're the people who I value. And know the I know value. The and know, yeah, I know the way that this works. You know, you got these guys. You got you got Michael from Stoke on Trent sitting in his armchair reading Twitter, and he's and he's going, it's a bad idea. But no, nobody really knows how this works. Nobody knows. And we and we we really didn't do it until like the last few months, and I feel like. We've, you know, we've done it. And, and Bellator didn't only say, like, look, this is what you're getting. There was other things around there, you know. There was other things involved, which, thing, because at the end of the day, I, although this is a job for me, my I still have my goal of becoming a, a three-time world champion and putting a third world title on my waist. And the goal hasn't changed, you know. The promotion has changed, but the goal hasn't changed. And, um... Yeah, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic, and I want to thank everybody on board who who's really helped. Um, you know, I'm with a new team. Twenty twenty has been the biggest year of my career by a long shot, bigger than any sort of like you know. I'm on about twenty thirteen winning the Cage Wars World Title has been bigger than that, bigger than winning uh, the Titan FC World Title has been bigger than that. Really, you know, yeah. it's, this has been a this is a huge step forward in my career. I don't think a lot of people can see it because it's not physically done in the cage. It's, it's background stuff, and I think I think it was you, I think it was you that told me you you told me um, years ago. You said it's not about the hardest fighter in the room; it's about the smartest fighter in the room. It's about the guy who makes the the right decision, the right choices, because there's a life after fighting, yeah. and a lot of people forget that. Especially you young fighters, you know, you want because years ago someone came up to me and told me. Oh, but we're gonna do after fight, and I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't know what to do. But um, yeah, we I'm, we're absolutely stoked. The Brett Johns MMA team is is really happy right now. We're motivated, you know. So, you know, I think I feel like I'm at a point in my career that if everything fell flat on his face right now, we've made a massive impact, and we've got to where we want to go. You know, this isn't a retirement sort of speech thing. <laughs> oh, we're far from retired. We're, we're we're a long way off that, you know. But as it comes to achievements in the game, I think I've pretty much done it all, really. You know, won a world title. I just got this one more personal little goal of winning a third world title. And who and who knows where we go from there? No, gold belt round the waist. We'll see what happens then. And then I know. And then people will yeah. start paying us bucks. You know, at the end of the day, you've got the featherweight title as well. Yeah, we take us I'm not getting any uh, smaller. But, um, yeah, so so just to get clarify, the contract has been signed and... and um, we're looking forward to it. We're, we want to fight soon, do we? You know, I'm... I'm my weight right now is about one. I woke up this morning, I think it was one. What did I wake up this morning? Well, yeah, it's like, like, like Brad said, he agreed to fight right only... Basolis. Basolis, yeah. November the 7th. So he's fit. He's ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like I said, I, and that's the good thing with with um, people like like Tank, uh, Scott Pedersen. I'll, I'll put Crocker. Although Crocker's not the same weight as us, I put Crocker in the, in the weight and um, and Josh Reed. Everybody's kind of looking for fights right now. I'm training them with KGB with Rory. Rory Evans. Rory wants to do his bit. 
Obviously, Aiden's come back from his fight, you know, so he's taking some time off. But looking forward to getting that as well. If you don't cage, you'll be on a Friday. But like, I'm ready. I think my weight's good. I feel brilliant. I'm more motivated than ever. Really, really happy. And um, we'll see what happens. But let's let's enough of a laugh. Thank you very much, everybody, for the support. Now let's go on the juicy bits. So, speaking about the last couple of weeks of, uh, sorry, last couple of weeks, last couple of days of MMA, and while we're on the subject, we may as well speak about it. Um, so, we have Bellator news. Um, first things first, there is, at the minute, I might be wrong here, but the top of my head, just like the, well, not anymore, but it used to be, there used to be three other representatives in, in the UFC, didn't it, when it comes to Welsh mm. fighters. And that was um, myself, Jack Shaw, Jack Marshman, John Phillips, but now there's Corey McKenna. Um, so that's, that's obviously four fighters in the UFC. And obviously in Bellator, we have one of my favourite fighters and a guy who was there for a very, very long time. In my career, being involved in the background side of things and doing his own little thing, and that's Lewis Long. Uh, Curtis Dodge had his had his debut on, on Bellator on the weekend, just gone, and also Bobby Pallet, who's um, who, who's meant to have his debut this weekend. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, we'll explain what happened <coughs> there. Um, so going on about Thursday night. First things first, Bobby Pallet, who's from who's from North Wales, trains with the guys a hammer. Really lovely guy. I've been speaking to him a lot over the, on the phone the last like. Uh, Week or so, really gutted about his fight falling through. What happened was his opponent's um, corner team had COVID nineteen, so that fight fell through. Um, unfortunately, you know, but it is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, I think that's the norm these days now, isn't it? Yeah, you just got to kind of take. There's no point fight, and and I I agree with you, even though his opponent didn't have it. I do agree. Oh my, oh my god. god, Jack Grealish Villa a six two up against Liverpool. There we are. Wow. So anyway, so obviously. Bobby Pally unfortunately get his his fight up and running. Um and obviously really really gutted with that, but um I'm sure he'll be back and I'm sure Bell's be back. Um Saturday night, which was last night, Curtis Dodge opened up the, the Bellator card in Milan. And I gotta be honest, taking taking two fights uh sorry, taking two weight classes above above your actual natural weight is quite a ballsy thing to do. Um Curtis come in the fight, I think, 163. Uh, his opponent come in at 171, which is the welterweight limit. So Curtis already seven pounds. Yeah, and that's massive. That's but then again, people forget, the, the guy wasn't seven pounds heavier than Curtis, because that guy's more than likely done a 20 pound weight yeah. cut to get to welterweight. So he's going to be, in my opinion, he'd be about 25 pounds over Curtis's weight. Then all fairness, Curtis, he went in there. You know, he took a risk, man. Took a risk, and I love that quote because we're quite we 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 um we've done a bit of gambling now and then, and we oh, know, a little bit in, Vegas, in, in here, Vegas there, like. here and there. And I love the terminology of you know you have a certain number you want to hit when you roll a dice. The new what's it called craps, yeah, yes. craps. You got a certain number you want to hit. Uh, you roll a dice, you don't get your number. What do you do? Pick it back up and roll again, son. You pick it back up and you roll it again, and. Um, all fairness to Curtis, it's a, it was. And then you run out of money. <laughs> yeah, then you can't hold this. No, um, all fairness to Curtis, he went in there, went out in his shield. You know, not didn't have much notice for the fight. You know, all fairness, I think it was like 
two or three weeks ago he was in Swansea looking for sponsors about his camp and all of a sudden he had an opportunity to come up and he took it by both fans so um, I, th- I, I think obviously as well like so, you know you, you're forgetting like every, people forget that everybody has their like professional debut on like the smaller shows oh, and no disrespect yeah. to the smaller shows but he's walked out of his debut with a bell at all like yeah that's instantly ten times the pressure of walking out say for instance yeah. in Penland Social Club yeah, where was my debut? My actual professional debut. Well, mine was in, mine was in the Mighty Pain Pit, Richard Shaky Show show. Yeah, it was, was obviously a very good show as well. The, yeah, the, the Shaky shows, but like you're still not going to get that bell at all feeling you. Your first, oh like, yeah, yeah, the adrenaline, the, yeah, the cameras in your face. It's the the, the pyrotechnics is, is is they spend a lot of money on like pyrotechnics about you know production value of the actual show itself, yes. and also. <clears throat> With there no being, with no crowd being there, yeah, it's daunting, man. You, you've been there. You've been in the back room and all that's going off. It's nothing's happening. Just <laughs> you look at you, the other guy whacking pads in the just, room next to you. Just drop, drop a coin, and people just look at you going, shh. <laughs> yeah. It's like a library, yeah, isn't it? So yeah, it's quite daunting, but um, you know, I'm credit sure, to him for getting in there. Respect to him. Yeah, respect to anybody that gets in there and 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 fights, and, and especially going to welterweight. You know, if I'm honest, um, I looked at John's. I looked at John's um, status today, and he said the bant and bantamweight division. I think Curtis is slightly too big for bantamweight. Yeah, I think I, he'd be I, I like, I, the nah, I, I think I think big guy. I think maybe featherweight or lightweight could be potentially. But then again, I think Curtis is strong enough to do the two. Yeah, he could go up the lightweight and do really well there. You know, and um, and obviously featherweight. But I think arguably bantamweight's a push. Yeah, it is a push. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure you could probably get there if you if you put his mind to it. But it's a it's a big cut for Curtis. Like like I said, you walk up one sixty three. You know, that's not that's like seventy three kilos cut cut in twelve kilos down to sixty ones. It's a big one, you know. And he's you know, if you look at Curtis, he is quite stacked. Like yeah, you know, he's, he's got a, that wrestling body and wrestling physique. And so um, you know, maybe maybe I might be wrong. Maybe he is a he is a yeah, uh, weight. You know, we don't know. But but yeah. So um, obviously. Unfortunate result for um, for Curtis and um, and obviously Bobby not getting his fight. But um, like I said, I'm happy to jump on board with them guys. Um, really looking forward to seeing the um, the the rise of Bellator and the world scene. Obviously, I know I know you're thinking, oh no, Lou, no, don't worry, don't worry. We're coming to the end of part one. That's when I'm gonna do part two for Lou. But yeah, so just wanted to give a quick message to Bobby. Obviously, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, not to be able to get the fight, but um, you know, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna have you back. Um, Curtis is just you know got to go back to the drawing board now. You know, like I said, you you rolled the dice, didn't land on the number he wanted. Just got to pick it up, brother, and go again. And um, credit to you, mate. You know, two two two. It's a long two, old road, you know. Two or three way categories up, and um, should be really happy. Just gotta keep it going, brother, and um, smash it. Right, that's it for part one. Come back for part two, we're going to talk about Lewis Long and uh, his fight in Bellator. Welcome back, guys. Now you're seeing how um, Brett has a problem with food. With food. Yeah, I have got a problem with food. He just loves food. Like, I'm not eating this Thousand Island dress, you know. He's, right now, he's looking at some prawns. Shout out to Kyle Lewis. Would you like some prawns? No, thank you, mate. It says um, yeah, okay. yeah, so we're back on to the Lewis Long situation. I'm shouting the microphone. I don't know, mate. Sorry, mate. The Lewis Long situation. 
So when he fought on Thursday, was it that Thursday? Thursday he fought. I remember because I come back from wrestling class against the um, Gianni Melillo. Not too sure about the air of him, to be honest with you. Right, let me explain something, okay? So I remember watching Gianni kind of Melillo. Yeah, you're you're part Italian. You uh, work you work with Italians. Yeah, I can uh, swing up a few quotes, like you know. Give me an Italian quote. Ciao bella. Oh my gosh, must eat. What, what do they say? But you always do it to people when the Italians come in. You always say this word. It means eat, eat. Eat, eat. Yeah, like eat food. Do you want food? Like mangiare, mangiare. That's it. Mangiare, mangiare. But anyway, you fought Gianni Melillo, who is a guy that I remember seeing the post and thinking, wait, I've seen that guy before. And he fought actually fought on a Newport Cage Warriors show before, where. He fought a guy, and not like the casual MMA fans won't get this guy, but the real MMA fans who watch all sorts of MMA. He fought a guy called uh, Modson Bar. Bar- <laughs> Brett's one of the casual I'm, I'm fans. one of the casual fans. <laughs> Basically, he fought a guy called Bahari. Modson Bahari, I think his name is. He trains with um, Jack Hermanson uh, in, in Norway. Hermanson. Jack Hermanson, sorry, Norway, and um, he fought this Gianni Melillo, and I think the book he's kind of said, oh yeah, well, you know, this Italian's got no chance, and um, he knocked him clean out in the fight, I remember watching this, and then all of a sudden, I thought, oh, after the fight, he was just a guy who caught my eye, I thought he could, you know, he was wild, he was, he was anything to watch, so I thought, I'll have a selfie with him, and I ended up having a selfie with him, and... Um, yeah, he was fighting Lou on the, on 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 um, on Thursday. So, to be honest, I thought Lou looked very composed starting off. Looked yeah. really good, composed, and um, obviously leading up to the fight, um, I watched um, Lou train with Orban. Oh, we Oh my seven God, two. seven two Jack Relish again! Wow. What is going on here? I mean, he's got two now, eh? Jack Reed got two. What is going on? Oh, oh Van Dyker. Oh, <laughs> you're the boys. They're all tamping. Nice one, boys. Got you in my fantasy league. Lovely. Because <laughs> we've conceded seven. Jesus Christ. Oh, most sad, sir. I hate you when they do this with their hands, talking to nobody else, understand? Yeah, it's because they're like, it's like, oh, you're lucky nonce. You're going to have to beat that one out now, are you? Yeah, but that the defeats the object of doing it now. <laughs> right, so, yeah, so, um, he looked really composed in the fight that he did, and I thought he looked fantastic. The actual sub itself. It's beautiful, isn't it? Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. So, this week's poll. Ah, why well, are you going to like this now? Aaron Khalid. Yeah. Come away with Cage Warriors with a lovely sub. It's like a, what was it, Ninja Chalk or Dash Chalk or Anaconda Chalk thing. Anaconda, I think it was. No, I think it was a Dash. Uh, well, anyway, whatever. So we're going to put a poll up. Aaron Khalid, Lou Long, best sub. Is that idea? Yeah. There we go. We'll figure out how to sort that out now. But, um, yeah, I thought you did really well. Now, if you were Bellator Matchmaker, who's Lou fighting next? I put Lou up against, give him a nice name, like one of the SPG guys. Give him... You said this earlier, yeah. Give him Kiefer. Kiefer Moore, but I think Kiefer Moore... Kiefer Moore! Moore. (laughs) 
give him Kiefer Moore plays up front for Cardiff City and we'll see how, <laughs> and we'll see how he does Kiefer, to be honest I'm going to back I'm going to back Lou Long against Kiefer Moore up top Kiefer Crosby right sorry my bad <laughs> Kiefer Moore is it suit anyway? Kiefer Moore's a big guy he's right I don't think he make 170 I, I would say yeah I'd Kiefer say Crosby Lou v Kiefer Crosby would yeah be but nice. like I don't, oh, even, oh. I don't even know if Kiefer Crosby will go to welterweight He's 170, mate. He's not bad. He fought last night at 160. Oh, right. So I don't know... All right, even if you would. Well, I'd like to see Lou against him anyway. Mm. Do you what? I think, I think if Lou... If Lou um, like I said, I've always said to you, I like Lou's head movement. I've always watched him. I've always said... a fantastic head movement that Lou has. Like, but I, fe- I just feel like if Lou literally took him down, it would be... So, oh yeah, he's uh, be so one-sided, lopsided. <clears throat> yeah, he's got a he's got a fantastic ground game. He's working with Rob Taylor and stuff. See, and Rob Taylor's a really good jiu-jitsu coach, you know. Um, and that's what like, I said. A lot of, like I think he did a stint right of working with Rob really closely, and that's where his back control and taking the back and some people from like the some people reading really jokes and stuff was coming. In, he was coming off then. Like Lou's a really really good grappler, you know. So. I think people were. I wasn't. I was not shocked that he subbed Johnny Malilo, but to sub him with, with a knee bar, yeah, that was a bit like that was. Yes, like, wow. that was special. Yeah. That was, you know. And it'd be nice to see Lou fight someone like. Look, you want my honest opinion? I think Lou. No matter what happens this next fight, I like to see Lou fight Ross Houston. I think mm-hmm. that, and believe it or not, that was a fight they tried to make in Cage Warriors. Ross Houston, yeah. Yeah. So obviously see, Ross... I don't see how, how Ross does now. Because Ross this weekend... Is it this weekend or next weekend? I think it's next weekend. Ross next weekend is fighting MVP at the first ever major event to ever take place in France, Paris, which is Bellator Paris. So um, that's the main event. No, it's the co-main event there, sorry. Main event is... Is MMA legend, French MMA legend, Congo, Czech yeah. Congo versus Johnson? Johnson? Czech Congo. Versus... Oh, wait there. This is going to get me now. Go on, get up. Which is... A good... Jo- jo- Johnson? I don't know, boy. Who's the other one? Go on, Bell, we're up in there. In there, Mash. Well... Oh yeah, no. No, no. <coughs> Another thing as well, Liu got cut as well, didn't he? Like, just... Yeah, I don't know where that was from. Oh, Ryan Scorp's fighting. He's got a, that's almost a tough fight. Mads Burnell is back as well. He's a former Cage Warriors uh, featherweight champion. Sal Rogers is back. Good show, man. Good show. So where, when they fight then? September the 18th. No, that's... <laughs> Sorry, guys. That there. That is... Timothy Johnson, eh? Yeah, Tim Johnson. That's what it was. He's a sack punch guy, isn't he? He is a sack punch. I found the same show as him in um, in Belfast. Yeah, well, Tim, Tim Johnson's fighting... I think Tim Johnson... It is Tim Johnson, isn't it? Yeah. Tim Johnson's fighting... Um, Czech Congo. Uh, in the main event. What date is that? October the 10th. When's that? Next weekend. Yeah, it was next round. Don't fancy flying you out there. Whoa. I'd go. Yeah, I'd love to go. I'd go as well, yeah. Two seats, please, bud. 
two seats and a couple of COVID tests and we meet you there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so obviously that's that's going to be uh, next weekend, which I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, especially the the main and the co-main event. Actually, it's, got a, it's a really good. That's uh, a great scrap. That host and the MVP. Yeah. Obviously, you know Ross. Obviously, coming off the Cage Warrior Welterweight titles, you know. Like it's a lot of it, that he went that way. I, I, I was going to say it's <clears> mad because when they, these Cage Warriors champions seem to be going two ways now, they should seem to be going either they go into the UFC or they go going towards the belt. So like Mads Burnell is a top top fighter, really good fighter. He fought um he fought before <whistles> Arnold Allen. Right, and yeah. it was a cracking scrap, and I think Arnold Allen come back and um, managed to. Uh, man, uh, sorry, Mads Burnell managed to come back and sub uh, <coughs> Arnold Allen come back the third round and sub Mads Burnell. It was a, it was a good, it was a cracking little fight. I remember watching that recently, actually. Really, it's, like, really it's a good fight. It's interesting you say that because you know now, like you see Mason, yeah, Let's, yeah, like this. Mason has got like this is my take on the whole Mason situation. Mason obviously has done superb and he's you know double champ, the third yeah. to do it. Now, if I'm in Mason's shoes now, he obviously the standard in in UFC, the open contract, is usually around ten and ten, twelve and twelve. Now if I'm Mason, I'm not opening up a ten and ten. You know, no. I got a lot to bring to that table. So if I'm Mason, I'm not just signing on the dotted line for the UFC. I'm signing on the dotted line, but I'm getting paid. You know, I'm a double, I'm double champ yeah. of Cage Warriors, but I, I want to be paid. You know, I'm going to be. I'm not saying he's going to be able to go in and call the shots and like get paid massively, but I'm saying he can go in and whereas like your average shows get paid ten and ten. If I'm Mason, I'm like right, I want to be paid twenty and twenty. Yeah, yeah. Or offer it to bear. No, if he wants to offer it to bear at all, obviously some like like you, it's a different situation with you because you, you know, you've had seven fights in the UFC. We're not all stupid. We all know you're a top, you're a top level UFC fighter, yeah. ranked thirteenth in the world. I think some people forget that sometimes. You were ranked thirteenth in the world once. Fought Aljamain, fought Pedro, held your own. But no, lost yeah. the fight, but held your own. So <clears throat> I just feel like if I'm in his spot, Mason's spot. I feel like he's got a really big bargaining chip. Then. He's got a bargaining chip and use it because you don't use it. If you don't use it, then you're, you're on the then back you're, foot. Then you're, you're you're not just it's not just all oh, the next contract. It's it's a pipe. You're starting from ten, so your next contract might be at twenty. Well, you could have started off at twenty, and your next contract could be thirty, thirty, forty, depending on the fight score. So yeah. I think Mason should should. Go there, but obviously the UFC, what the UFC have got in their hand is all these fighters and all the youngsters, they want to get to the UFC. Yes. But like we know now, you've had seven fights in the UFC, yeah, your dream was to be in the UFC, but it comes a point where you need to realise, like Brett said earlier, there's no, there's life after fighting. There is, yeah. And, you know, you're like, perfect, like you said to me, like, good friend of yours, Aidan and train partner, said... It's all well and good having UFC kit bags, but that doesn't feed your kids when you're older. Do no, you know what I mean? No, not at all. You can, have, you can have as much UFC kit bags as you want, but at the end of the day, you need to put food on the table for your kids eventually when you have them. Yeah. So, I think that Mason has got the bargaining tools, obviously, which he deserves, right, he deserves, because he's he put the work in for that, I think. You know, and, and as well as Mason, he hasn't, he hasn't had an easy path, you know. I think a lot of fighters out there get given sort of 
tomato cans and, and, and fights that they, they do really well. I'll be honest, Mason hasn't had them fights. He's had some tough, tough, yeah, yeah. tough fights, you know, and um like put I, his record up the record the knee of the Yeah, you know, and like in all fairness to him, he, he fought the who's who really, you know. Pe- beating people like you know, Adam Prop I think he was twelve and one. Um he fought like loads of Desme. Uh, Dorian Desme it was a tough fight for Joe McCall then, is it? Yeah, tough fight. Um there was a there was a Polish guy he fought and it was an insane fight, right? Kid was probably getting the better of Mason at the start, and then obviously classic Mason just come back and you know started winning the fights, but uh when it I, well he won the fight, his pressure won it, you know. But yeah, it was the same, you know, like I look at people like Jack Shaw as well as another one who who had a really good, like, successful stint outside <laughs> UFC, and I felt like, you know, Jack Jack isn't just a good fight, he's a very intelligent person anyway, and with his, and with obviously shaking behind him, working, working things as well, they've got a really good, they've got a really good structure, yeah. you know, and uh, I think that's why, that everything with us was working so well as well, you know, we, I'm talking to Shaky, and Shaky's talking to me, and we, we approach things differently now, and yeah, I do feel like, you know, the, the SME is not exactly just a fight gym where we're all like, oh, all right, all right, yeah, all right. we're all thick, like, yeah. you know, it's nice <coughs> to have that sort of people behind you who are pushing you and pushing you in the right way, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be stylistically, you know, you have to, you have to get the fight which stylistically suit you as, as well, like I look at Jack's fight with um, Egg and Dale, yeah. that was a dangerous fight to take. The Scott Malone fight was a dangerous fight to take, and he took them both. He had, you know, like people forget sometimes. Jack had a UFC offer before, yeah. before all this, and said no, you know, and that always looks good. That does. When you say, you know, look, I'm not ready. I, I think I know. I actually know two people who have done that. That is Jimmy Manoa and Jack Shaw. The only two people I've seen do that where the UFC called. And they were like, look, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ready. I will be ready. Paddy Pimlet did it as well, didn't he? Think- so Paddy did it, yeah. But <clears> obviously, <throat> they, they, yeah, but what I mean is, who had the offer, said no, and then went. Oh, right, sorry. You know, because yeah. all fairness to Paddy, you know. And, 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 it's, and it's, 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 it's brilliant to see Paddy do that. Like, you know, and he's starting to, he's starting to do battle. Right? He's starting to get a bit of momentum himself. And it's nice to see Paddy get the momentum. Because I know a lot of people are kind of, you either like him or dislike him. I like Paddy. I always, I'm I like, do, I I've do. always liked Paddy. I think he's nuts. But um, but yeah, you know, it's it's mad to see people sometimes turn turn that that offer down. And it but, it's, but it's, it looks good though. You know, it looks good. You know, it means look. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm ready. I will be ready, but not right now. And um, and all fairness to Jack, man, he pro- he's proved that completely in it. Really, you know. Because yeah. I'll be honest, when they offered me that UFC contract, I bit their hand off for it. Yeah. There was no saying no, but... <clears throat> yeah, I think that's what we've learned as well. Is yeah. That, like, if you can build... Because, like, when, you, when you're staying at Cage Warriors and you're staying and you're building up, that's your bargaining chip for the UFC, which means... Yes. You, like, yeah, yeah, you want to sign for the UFC. Obviously, it's everyone's dream to sign for the UFC. But you also want to make a living. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You want to secure your future. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, with Mason, people probably would have gone... Why is he? Why is he going up the wel- the welterweight title? Is he just is he just trying to do it to win up two belts? Like, don't be wrong. Getting two belts is is amazing. But think about it like, you know, as as a bargaining chip. You know, I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not um, a one time 
you know, world champion. I'm a two time, two division, two weight world champion. No, yeah, now get the checkbook out. Yeah, you know, there's not many people have won, <coughs> won two world titles full stop. Not many people have, you know what I mean? And especially not going up a weight and doing it, you know? That's why I think I think a handful of fighters have won two world titles in one show with me. A handful, don't think as many at all. They all fair to John won his Bama world title. Jack won his Cage uh, Warriors world title. Now, if Jack Shaw won his Cage Warriors title, then defended it. Yeah, three times, four times. Yeah, no, 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 no. You won. He won it against um, Egandeo. Egandeo fought then, Scott Malone. Yeah, then fought Scott Malone. Defending against Scott Malone. Oh, that might yeah, wasn't was it? No, because it, 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 it was meant to be that. It was meant to be. I think it was a German lad. He was meant to be yeah. a German lad, and then that Maya stepped in and. Obviously, it just became it didn't become a oh world God, title no. fight, but um, yeah. So Jack def- managed to defend his title, um, and then obviously Mason won the lightweight and now won the welterweight title. So he's a two-time two-time world champion. Like Jack's a two-time world champion, if you consider the, you know like all of it. You know, in my opinion, defending a world title does make you uh, a two-time world champion. If you win it against a world champion challenge and then another world champion challenge, can we beat him? That's a two-time world champion right there. So, um, I see that. Um, Mason Jones obviously picking up the lightweight and welterweight title. Two-time world champion. <coughs> Myself winning against, you know... Soon to be a three-time world champion, baby. That's that's my aim, to try and get that, that position. Being mm. a three-time world champion would be mind-boggling. You're not coming here to make the numbers up, boys. Nope. You're all going to get it. I'm talking about all going to get it. We go on to the next part. Oh, it's just gonna get tasty, oh. baby. Shout out to the captain as well. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So like, obviously, looking at uh, <coughs> Mason Jones's next move as well is is it's very curious what his next step might be because you never know. You're on. You're talking about UFC, yeah. Could go to bed. Just make oh. sure you get paid, brother. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Make you know sure your I mean? money comes in for you. Make you know? sure you get paid, son. Like I said, make, we don't... make sure you get paid where you're worth because yeah. you, for them two belts, you should be getting paid more. Definitely, I definitely, definitely agree. Right, okay, guys, that's that's it for part two. Didn't expect we talking so much about MMA, but we are, aren't we today? Oh, we're going on. We'll, we'll speak next bit. We'll next bit. Tasty we'll, bait my spine <laughs> We'll speak about uh, a certain fight on Bellator last night, and also the UFC that took place last night as well. Part three, come tune back in. Part three, episode seven. Game is finished, Sam to the villa, and lucky anyone can get a podcast. Right, so moving on to before we go on to the juicy stuff. We're gonna talk about last night's UFC. Um UFC Fight Island. Um it was the f- it's the first one, isn't it? It's the first actual first one, yeah. yeah, so um, <coughs> let me just get this up first. Holly Holm versus um I can't say Al- What? I couldn't say her name. I can't remember it. I know I can remember who it was, but I can't say the name. Holly Holm versus Al- Irene Aldana. That's it. Yeah. So there was a, there was two big women's bantamweight fights on this card, which is obviously the main event, which was Holly Holm versus Aldana. Uh, Holly Holly picked up the unanimous decision. Looked like she won she quite comfortably. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> that is just that is what it is, isn't it? Really. And the second one, which is a big women's bantamweight mm. fight. Is Jermaine Durandamay versus Juliana Pena? It's a cracking women's bantam we fight. That is mind, really good. I watched you that. Know I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. I come down, switched it on. It was it? Was it? 
she um she's a, she's fan she's a brilliant fighter. Do you, do you mean another uh, sucker punch? Yeah, she is sucker punch. Yeah, she won fifty bags for it as well. All fairness to her, but did you know that Jermaine Durandamy mm-hmm. is the only female fighter to win a professional boxing bout against a male fighter? Is it? I, I might be wrong, and I don't mean <coughs> wrong as in thing. I know I she definitely did fight a man. Definitely was a professional boxing fight. I don't know if she's the only person to do it though. Maybe there's someone out there who, who maybe knows different. But she, I actually seen the video of her knock out a guy, mm-hmm. and it is it is brutal. And he goes down, down, right? Okay. So oh god, Tottenham beat Manu six one. Wolves win one nil. Um, Arsenal beat Sheffield United. Something beat West Brom. West Ham beat Leicester. How did that Leeds get off? Did they draw one all with a good team? Lords drew one. Uh, Lords fucking hell, mate. I, we can't speak today. Leeds. Leeds drew one all on Man City. I thought it, I thought that was it. Well, okay, going back to this, we'll speak about that later now. But going back to this, um, Jermaine uh, beat Juliana Pena, who's a fantastic fighter. Um, I think she. I think. I think. It was a guillotine. Yeah, it was guillotine. She went. She went to sleep on she. Yeah, it was yeah. awkward because it was guillotine. Obviously, she's gone to her back. Um, Jermaine's gone to her back and gone guillotine, managed to get, gone elbow high, managed to get the hand passed. You know, like you did in Montel, but yeah. Montel decided to turn, he had to turn, yeah. otherwise yeah. He, was, he was gone as. Well, she's got her, she trapped the leg as well, she can't turn, and it's a good job. Like, I think it was Jason Herzog. Was Jason Herzog the ref? I think I like Jason Herzog, I think he's yeah, brilliant. He's a, he's a good ref, really, right? really good ref. Yeah. And literally checked the arm and, and she was gone as out as which is obviously very you think about it, dangerous as hell, man, when you, you got someone on the guillotine like that and yeah. not every fighter like turns, you've seen some of them, not every fighter turns are like he's no. out, like she's out, like she's out. Not everyone says that, they just keep it on until the ref stops it. So thankfully Jason Herzog was on fire and, and stopped it, but she was out anyway, she'd gone out on his sword, so Fair play, fair play, fair play. Uh Camarels fought Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips. Yeah, Cameron's obviously taking a, a fight short notice. Like I said, as you would if it's a UFC call-up, you know. Um, but obviously, it didn't go his way last night. And Kyler Phillips looked quite good, actually. I think maybe, maybe that's a fight for Tank, you know, in the future, you know. But then again, Tank's a little bit further ahead than Kyler Phillips, in my opinion. Yeah, I mind. He's on. He's 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 on bigger fish now. Tank is like you know, but um, obviously. All fairness to uh, Cameron's taking the fight, you know, out the fight island midweight, got in there and unfortunately didn't get the result. But um, like I said, I think it was who were, who was I talking to about that? I think it might have it might have been Paul Red no, it wasn't Paul Redmond, it was Robert Whiteford, Scottish fighter. He took a short notice fight and he says, You guys see this as a as a loss. I see this as a human sacrifice to get my foot in the door. Yeah, you know, and I, and that's a good way of looking at it, I guess. You know, people like, you know, some people in their careers would would will have a UFC fight and be completely and utterly miles away from getting to that goal, and the, the only real shot you have, and there's two options you have really. If you're a fighter with, you haven't got a good record, you know, but then again, you've been fighting the best guys you possibly can, but you haven't got a good record. Two ways. One is like Tuesday night contenders with Dana White, in my opinion, and the second one is. Taking a short notice fight, and in these <coughs> in these days, yeah. in these days, it's it's a good it's a good option to take a short notice fight because 
this is why I feel like the UFC have signed a lot of fighters recently because of this pandemic and fighting on Fight Island because what happens is is that fighters like for example me and Ashley are scheduled to fight on UFC Fight Island Ashley pulls out then the UFC try their hardest to find another representative in the UFC to fight me short notice but everybody doesn't need to because they, they're, they're already in the UFC, UFC yeah. so then they look at other ways <coughs> of doing it which is short notice fights and um a lot of fighters have been signed at the minute, you know, and um, it's good to see everybody get their chance. At the end of the day, this is a big promotion, and not everybody gets to do fight, do they? You know? They don't, do they? So that's signing people. They should have paid Brad Johns. Should have paid me, but then again, there we are. it's a business, isn't it? You know? So that's um, obviously back and body fight. Another another guy, Casey Kenny, coming off that win <coughs> with Louis Smoke. I got a win last night. Looked like he, he put a hide on the guy. Um, Jumped the cage and asked to fight again, and... Fight yeah, Ryan. yeah, not not for me, like, innit? He beat a good guy, actually, didn't he? He did beat yeah, a good he's guy. Right, didn't he? Yeah, but, um, you know, I do see, do you see the photo, the actual fight itself. The body kick? The chi- yeah, there's the Chinese boy. No, sorry, Mongol. No, what did it say? He is, is he Chinese? Yeah, he's Chinese, he is. And he um, got body kicked, so you've seen the yeah. bruise on it. The bruising was horrific. But, uh, he's, he's on a two-fight win streak. Uh, and, and another fight I want to talk about is... Carlos Condit getting his win, you know. I think people forget that Carlos Ca- Condit, natural, natural, born, natural born, killer. born killer. I absolutely love this guy, and when I when I first started watching fights, you know, we he was there. The guy's got a record now of thirty three and thirteen, but people forget that his last win was Thiago Alves back in two thousand and fifteen. Five years. Five years, you know. What do you fight after that? He fought, this is this is this is the last couple of fights of his career, right? Okay, let's go from the from not the start. Well, let's go to the start of his USC career. Lost a split decision to Martin Kampman, which I thought he'd won. I remember that, and I thought he'd won that. He beat Jake Ellenberger by split decision. That was hell of a fight. Stop Rory McDonald. That was hell of a fight. He knocked out. Remember they knocked out Dan Hardy? Yeah, it was a good. That was a good scrap. Then he had the the, the flying knee to Dong Hyun Kim, who's the stun gun. Won the UFC interim title against Nick Diaz, which is class. Class win. People say it was controversial, but you know results a year. Then he fought GSP. Um, lost lost the fight by Nas decision, but did drop GSP with a head kick. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> lost against Johnny Hendricks after that by uh, unanimous decision. Beat Martin Kampman. Got him back in the rematch uh, by TKO. That four rounds away, that was quite violent. Then he lost against um, Time Wardy by injury. Then for Thiago Alves, May the 30th, 2015, where it was a doctor stoppage. And then he went on a losing streak. So he lost. These are the guys, mind you, look at the guys he fought. Like they're not, That's not an easy list of fighters, is it? Robbie, Robbie Lawler, Damian Meyer. Neil, Neil Magny, always tough. Alex Oliveira and Michael Chiesa. Every single one of them. If you're a UFC fan, you would have viewed these guys. And, you know, some of these fights are... Like I said, Robbie Lawler, Damian Meyer. And obviously, he that, that went from 2015... Uh, I'll say January 2016, all the way to... December 29th, 2018. Then obviously fought last night and got the win against Court McGee. 
So a shout out to a shout out to him there because coming. I, I remember like it's mad see because before losing the Sterling, I, I've said this a few times. Before losing the Sterling, it was like fifteen and zero. People come up to you, hey champ, what's up champ? What are you doing? You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a great feeling. And then you lose your fight, and you're like, ah. Instantly, you feel like I want to get that back. I want to be yeah. called champ again, so I want to fight soon. And I guess subconscious, probably why I did fight so quickly after the 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 Adam and Sterling fight. Do I feel like it was a bad decision? No, not even now. Do I feel it was a bad decision because I wasn't hurt in the Adam fight, so I wanted to fight straight away, you know. And then fought the Pedro fight, and yeah, I'll be honest, I was hurt then, <laughs> you know. So then, yeah, that, that was like a nail in the tire. Of the yeah, car. that was it. Like I was like, take a few months off and. Yeah, it was like that two years of like not getting a win. You know, it's it depends how mentally tough you are as well. I know some guys who have that loss and they're like, oh, they don't they don't want to feel that ever again. So they don't want they, it's that bad that they don't even want to fight again. Yeah, you know. But like, like I try to explain to people if you are coming off a loss in your career, as soon as you get a win, that feeling goes away. It's the exact same feeling as making weight. The weight cut process is horrific. You gotta go in. You gotta sauna. You feel absolutely terrible. You jump on the scales. You see a number. You're laughing. You forget instantly sounds, yeah. how bad that weight cut was or how bad that weight cut did feel. And it's the same with like coming off a, a like a loss or a losing streak. You know, it's it can get quite tough. You know, and um, you know any fighter that's in the game who is coming off losses, there's always a winner on the corner. It's just you just gotta kind of keep keep grafting, keep grafting, keep grinding, and you will get there. So um, nice to see Carlos Condit back in the winner's circle. Um, I don't know what's happened next. He didn't say that he was going to retire. Maybe he says he feels that like he's coming to his prime, but you know that's difficult to say for Carlos Condit because the fights he's been in. Yeah. You know, I can you for example, me and you could be the same age, but I've started MMA ten years earlier than you then surely we're not the same age and prime are we going yeah. through that so <clears throat> but we'll see you know let me think how old is Carlos Condit at the minute Carlos Condit is um, 36 years old mm. you know that's that's in the like the divisions as well in it do you know what I mean yeah you've got young guns coming up yeah and that's tough man that's very 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 tough but then but then for example Court McGee's not 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 an easy fight. He's was he thirty five, you know. Guy's got a guy's fought a long time, and another, and another one who's who's on a bit of a losing streak. I think his last win was twenty eighteen, and he's coming off a three fight losing streak. But then again, looking at this guy, look at this guy. These are his losses. Court McGee's losses, right? Ryan Lafleur, good wrestler. Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ben Saunders, Sean Strickland, Diego Lima, Sean Brady, and Carlos Conn. So he's fought really good guys, all fans to him. And only only once has he been stopped. And that was Santiago Ponzinibbio. But then Strong again, Strickland. he's got. Um, oh, no, oh. no, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Yeah. He, but he's got like crazy <coughs> power. But yeah. Okay, so enough for last since UFC. Um, oh, wait there. Actually, on the, on the same thing as UFC. The next event for the UFC is a nice bantamweight one. It is... Is it Maurice v. Sandhagen? Maurice v. Corey Sandhagen. Which, obviously, myself, you know, I, I, I'll be watching that closely if I'm, if I'm a bantamweight. 
Corey Sanhagen all fairness fights he just doesn't care does he he fights yeah, where they put in front of him you know? he's obviously he's coming off a loss over Aljamain Sterling I think that was a bit of a shock you know it was only a minute 20 into the fight so it was a bit of a shock defeat for him um, but it'd be nice to see uh, see him come back from that and obviously Marlon Rice is coming off that loss to oh no come off the win to Jose Aldo that's right there. Yeah. but obviously you know he come off the win to Jose Aldo and um He's just going to try and extend on that win streak. I think if he beats, if he beats Sanhagen, I think. But even if he beats him, I think Funkmaster's in line for that belt now. And he, I know he's got to win over Aljamain, but I still feel like Aljamain's got to be there. He's made Aljamain's been through the mill, man. Okay, like people forget sometimes. You know, yeah. Aljamain is on, and this and this at the highest level. Aljamain's on a one, two, three. For five fight win streak, mm. five fight, and the guys he beaten, <laughs> me number one, uh, Cody Starman, good guy, Jimmy Rivera, good guy, Pedro Munoz, good guy, and Corey Sanging, good guy. You know, it's a. Uh, he's got to be off that belt next, and he has really. to be, has, has to be in my eyes as well. <clears throat> has to be. But there we are. That's that. So. Obviously, that event, I'm looking forward to seeing that fight uh, take place. Um, going on to something a little bit different now, going back to Bellator and speaking about a certain main event last night, Carl Eleanor versus James Gallagher. Um, firstly, Carl Eleanor. Um, not, I, basically, it's a well done for me because, and I'll tell you why, that fight took a year in the making. There was a lot of hurdles for Cal yeah, yeah. leading up into the fight. I think he had a problem with the brain scan, so the first one was off. Then um, I think his mother unfortunately passed, passed away, away yeah. a week before, a week or two before a fight, which is obviously another sort of um, big blow on coming back from that. And then obviously got the fight last night. You know, weight cut. Look, luckily he had a good weight cut. All fairness to him, and I speak a lot with. I spoke a lot with Cal. Um, over the years and like he's not a small guy he's like me you know after a fight you'll balloon out like you know and um, he seemed to have got, got the weight cut under control and made weight like a boss mm. got it done and uh, unfortunately James come in and um, at first looked really good on his feet you know and obviously went for a few leg kicks here and there I think James got the takedown and doing a, a scramble to get back to his feet I think James took the back and uh, he spent a while there, didn't yeah, he? Really? He spent a while on the back and then eventually sunk in the choke. Um, but, uh, yeah, so obviously I think um, Carl falls to 8-3 and three, and uh, James McGallagher rises to 11-1 and one now, you know? And obviously he was quite verbal on the mic afterward, uh, on microphone afterwards saying that he wanted the title shot. You want my personal opinion about it? He asked to fight a top, top guy. I feel like, you know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to hint that he's got to fight me for the belt because he hasn't. But there's other guys in, in that line where he could fight. You know, I'm on about, you could have the Ricky Bandeas rematch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> kind of get that loss back. You could fight Sergio Pettis, Leandro Higo. Patchy Mix. Patchy Mix. You know, I think... Juan Arch- Archuleta is just sitting on his throne at the minute, just waiting for someone to really stand up to be the number one contender. Because at the minute, it's a bit... 
if I, if you told me, is there anybody there that could, <coughs> is there anybody there that could lean towards that belt shot, or they could have an opportunity to fight for the belt? I'd I'd have to say it would be Sergio, maybe. Yeah. Sergio Pettis. I I could see that fight maybe taking place, but um, yeah, the whole bantamweight picture is nice to be involved in that for myself, really. You know, I haven't been here five minutes and already they're, they're naming me alongside the fight for, you know, the top contenders in the weight division. Um, potentially a James Gallagher fight in the future, you know, won't bother me. You know, I quite like his style. I think he is good. Um, he is quite verbal, don't get me wrong, but that's the way I see it. But, you know, I'm really, really intrigued and interested to see what was going to happen next. I see a good fight for Cal Eleanor being someone like Franz Malambo. And I, yep. and I see a good fight for James Gallagher being someone... I see, I see, you know, I see the Ricky Bandiers. Yeah, I like Bandiers too. Oh, I like Patchy yeah. Mix. Yeah. You know, I can't... Patchy, Patchy Mix actually would be a good one. I can't see him going... Like, I'm not being... I'm like, no disrespect to him. Maybe Carl last night and stuff, but he needs to take out someone... Yeah. Big. Do you like, know what I mean? Like I said, I, I rate Carl. I, I think it's a good win. Like, a lot of people went online and said... Oh, you used to, you know, you got to fight. Stop, you got to stop fighting these cans. Carl Eleanor's not a can, yeah, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. He's not a can, right? Okay, but it, and it's definitely a good win for him. But you want my opinion? He has to fight someone now with the experience there, because I still feel like Carl Eleanor is quite new in his career. You know, he was eight and two fighting him last night. You know, yeah. like think about it. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel like James Gallagher has had a lot of experience? I don't feel like he has had no. a lot of experience. Yeah. And he and he might he's been and he's ten and one, yeah. you know what I mean. And then Carlano's eating two, so you know it 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 is what what it is really you know. But I'd like to see Carl fight maybe Franz Malambo next, and I'd like to see um, James fight someone like Ricky Bandez rematch, or if he really wants to put a big step in the right direction for that title, put him up against Patchy Mix. Be- Come back for part four. Part four of the <laughs> Anyone Can Get It podcast. Sorry about that. Right. Uh, we got some Instagram questions. I love this bit of the podcast. People are asking their little questions here and there. Dr. Pepper Zero. Other brands are available. Lego. Um, right, what are we looking at? <laughs> Everybody. You versus James Gallagher. <laughs> you versus James Gallagher. Like, like me and Brent spoke about before. No disrespect to James Gallagher. Like he's doing his own thing. Yeah. But Brett Johns is not looking to fight James Gallagher. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I tell you. I tell you why, right? Okay. And this is this is the mad thing. Do I see me and James Gallagher fighting in the future? Yes, I do. I really do. Okay. But let me ask you a question. Do you want to see that fight in an empty arena in Milan? Or do you want to see that fight in a packed arena in either Swansea or Dublin? There's your answer. There's your answer. So um, we'll see what, what happens there. But if it, if, like, at the end of the day, though, I'm not going to say no if they say do it next week, you know. But realistically, that's what I want to do, you know. Who would you like to fight in your division? Well. Right, so who's that? David Charninsky. Charninsky. David Chinitsky, who would you like to fight in your division? So, believe it or not, I've spent uh, the last like um, the last few like 
you know, last week or so, say, looking at the Bantley picture in um, in Bellator. And there's a few, there's a really good few fighters there who are making a good impact, you know. If you ask me who I really want to fight, I want to fight Juan Archuleta, you know, that's going to be the number one, yep. you know, the champ, you know. He's got the belt. Um, I feel like Juan Archuleta in the division is one of the better fighters in the division. Uh, training with like TJ Dillashaw and stuff, you know, the guy is an absolute stud and... Um, you know, you're asking me personally which which fighter I want to fight, and that's him. He's at the top of the tree, and I'm and I want to get there. You know, so Juan Archuleta is a good fight. Um, Patchy Mix is a good fight. You know, um, we'll see who they offer in November if if November falls through. Um, sorry, not falls through. If if it goes it goes ahead, you know, we'll see what they say. After that, then we'll we'll see what they um what they offer. But I have a name in mind. I don't really want to put it out there. I jinx all time, you know what I mean. But I have a name in mind of who I want to. Who's that? Ask for oh, yeah. Stop, Twitter. Oh, stop. Oh, right. Continue. Right. Okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah. don't. No, okay. So yeah, so there's a couple of names in my. I don't really want to say who I want to fight next because uh, there is. I don't know. I don't want to jinx myself. But I got a name in mind, and it's a good fight, you know. And that's what I want to. I'm not here. To fight the easiest guys in this division, I'm here to fight the best guys, and uh, there's plenty of good fighters there who um, we're going to be able to fill that spot. Uh, all the Bellator questions. Uh, oh, wait, I read that one then. That one. Oh, wine, CCFC. Would be an ideal and realistic first point of the Bellator. Right. So the good thing, the good thing about Bellator is there's plenty of fighters to choose from. There's not uh, a shortage of of fighters. Um, having said that, that the only problem I got now is when it comes to picking your first your first fight, it's not as simple as just picking a name of the hat and going, yeah, okay, I'll fight him next. You know, I have to see see what Mike Corgan um, says, Scott Corker, see what he says. But um, yeah, I'm 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 intrigued myself to find out what name they give me. Uh, but like I said, you know, I was prepared to fight Ruani Barsoles, who's who's uh, who's got a lot of hype behind him at the minute. So realistically, I'm going to be happy to fight anybody and everybody. And uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see to see what they want to say and see what they want to do. But like I said, I'm here to make a massive impression, a massive impact. So we'll see. How awesome is Sash Shots? Sash Shots is awesome. Really, How awesome re- is awesome. Oh, he's really, really awesome. So, for the guys who, who don't know Sash, uh, please check out his um, his social media. What's his, what's his um his Instagram name? At Sash Shots. Oh, basically that's it then. Sash S A S H S H O T S. Sash Shots. So Sash does a lot of like uh, photography photos, especially in 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 Wales, in boxing and in MMA. Um, but but done a, done a little personal one to me a few weeks ago where we uh, we went to see a guy, um, Sleepy Bob, Tony up in Cardiff who owns a, a handful of uh, of old school Lambrettas and you know my my sort of like, that comes involved in sort of the clothing style of, style of things I may. A guy who would be considered a, a mod if you uh, if it was like back in the the sort of sixties seventies, you know, and um, 
it was nice to go up there and see the Quadrophenia poster on the on the on the wall and stuff. And it was uh, it was a good day out. Off, and I really enjoy. You know, like I said, I do loads of photos of me. You know, in gyms and sweating and getting punched in the head. But it's nice to do something slightly different. And um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. So, like I said, I got a good little relationship with Sash. There's a lot of photographers I have good relationship with. Um, Sash being one of the one of the main ones I do a lot of work with. Um, Chris DeCeda is another one. Um, Paul Harris, Pixels, who's a lot of video work as well. And I think he's actually, yeah, I think Paul's on my wedding, I think. Yeah? Yeah, Paul is, yeah. My, my missus sorted that out. But, um, yeah, so obviously them guys who go to the gym and take plenty of photos, they're the ones that, that, that when they when they come to the gym and take photos, that's when me, Tank, or Orban, and all the boys spam Scott Pedersen, Joshua, we spam the photos online then yeah. constantly. But, uh, yeah, when you rise with the girls, Ash? Rise with us, baby. Yeah, so... You know, you know my take on that. I yeah, don't, no, get, don't, not, don't get me started on yeah, equal pay not, and stuff. Let's not get on there. So, um, so yeah, but uh, it's really good to have the photographers there in training and obviously just to kind of document what's going on, like especially with our uh, little video in Fight Island. I think a lot of people like that. Is that a bruise from, from Fight Island? Oh no, it was a shadow. shadow, I thought. If you all didn't see my bruise from Fight Island, funny story, packing the bag, I said, Brett, do I need a pad for my leg for the leg kick? I said, no, you'll no, right. you'll be fine, you'll mate. You'll be fine. Wait, I'll get the picture up and show you the state yeah. of my leg. <laughs> yeah, it was just a... Uh, and I didn't even use some kicks in the fight. <laughs> what was it? I didn't throw, even use them in the I fight. I just threw Molly as me. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing now what the next few months hold. Fingers crossed we have a fight book. Going on... Oh, have there any more questions there? Um, if you haven't, it's okay. I've got something to speak about. Swans 1-2-1, one, one, is it? No. Yeah. 2-1 in the end. Then. Millwall, so, home, wasn't it? Shout out to the Swans. Ben Cabango and Jacob Bidwell. Millwall got nothing on us. Swansea City, we are on fire. On fire. Put a bet on, but I didn't put a bet on. Yeah. Um... Someone has said the beautiful sheep in North Wales. Well, if you know about the sheep, then you know they're beautiful. Yes, fluffy sheep. Ah, oh, wonderful. Uh, United lost six one. Villa beat Liverpool seven two. We watched that about twenty three minutes ago. Yeah, and that's about it as far as the questions go. Okay, so belter questions, but we yeah a lot of, yeah a lot of belter questions, but we, I think we kind of spoke about at the start of the the clip. But there is a few um, things I want to speak about uh, when it comes to. Some clothing stuff. Um, obviously, being away um, and spending plenty of time. Oh, I'm watching Edgar Davids kick off, put something on my social media. Remember Edgar Davids? I used, oh, to, I used to love wear him. Wear a pair of glasses on the pitch, like. Yeah, I tried to do that in football, but nobody allowed me. It's like, no, he, you know, he was colourblind. Right, so we have a date for the Havana City series. They just basically, in my opinion, look like an Adidas Spezial in light blue yeah. with Havana written on the side. Do I like them? I do like them. Yeah. Bit bubble got me looking, didn't they? Yeah, oh, they got, I didn't realise they got the pink backs no more. I didn't realise that at all. Right, so, launch in 9th of October in size, Glasgow only. That's the 9th. Ooh. And then 16th of October, all size stores will have these in store and online. They do look lovely. One of 2020. You know, going with the, the sort of Shanghai theme. I think these were going to sell out pretty quickly, so um, I think get your hands on that. Um, 
they look yeah they look lovely all fairness right so another pair of trainers that that, are, that will be um coming which have been dropped two days ago are the zx 5000s they look lovely as well um a size exclusive i think there's not much on that front on the the trainers you know we spoke about the as um the as 520s the, the dutch color ones the euro 88 ones we spoke about the the sns gts in like the um in like the yellow malmo sort of colors we spoke about that but the only two real big ones out now are going to be the havana i've dropped the actual dates out and then the the zx 5000s have actually brought out a trainer as well but the one i want to look at okay is i um and i i haven't actually spoke to you about doing this basically um i'm a bit i'm a big fan of like lovely jackets you know like i said i'm into my cp company um stone island uh if you guys obviously watch my social media and ashley's social media you will know that obviously ashley's birthday was when was it it was wednesday wait wait keep on talking breath yeah so it was on wednesday and um we hooked up with a guy who was selling um a stone island for that cracker alligator camo jacket um and the reason why we bought this for Ash is because me and my youngest brother Darian, who we'll probably get on the show soon enough. Absolute peach. Come out in two colours. Uh, one was like a greeny um, crocodile colour and this obviously tan colour. I'll be honest with you, my favourite colour is the tan colour. It's a lovely field red. But um, Climb Island is a guy we speak to a lot, isn't he? And, um, Fishtail Parker. Yeah, Fishtail Parker. It's an absolute cracker, boys and girls. Loves the jacket. Both tiny so, and the pocket. <laughs> So basically, um, we spoke to Clem Island about the jacket, and um, yeah, we like we like, we love the the Stone Island brand, you know, as well as like you know CP Company, you know, we can offend it. But there's a handful of other jackets out there, which I really. Oh, you want a nice one? Uh, yeah. So I, I'll speak about this because there's a little there's a little brief bit in there. This is the bit where I want to talk to you about certain things. So I'm a big fan of my jackets. I have loads of jackets when it comes to weekend offender. You know, and when it comes to Stone Island CP Company, M.A. Strum, I've got loads of, I've got Aqua Scootum jackets. But a jacket company out there, which is a prestigious jacket company, is jackets such as Barber, Barber International Barber, and my personal favourite, which is Bell Staff. You know, I've got a lovely Bell Staff, oh, blinking out, what's it called now? The, the, either the Roadmaster or the Trial Master. But, I'm also a big fan of um, McGregor, right? But not Connor McGregor, just in case you all get freaked out. Woo! I'm a big fan of a guy called Ewan McGregor. And you guys, do you know who McGregor is? No. Ewan, he is a fan of McGregor. He is. Yeah, I am a fan of McGregor, sorry. But what I mean is, I'm not on about not that McGregor. I'm not on about that McGregor, no. So Ewan McGregor was an actor. Well, he's a Scottish actor who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. In Star Wars Episode oh, 1. I know. He also does train sporting. Famous Scottish actor who loves his motorcycles. Uh, he has a best friend called Charlie Bowman. And I, I was absolutely fixated on uh, a DVD that came out years ago called um, Charlie Bowman's Race to Dakar. Which was Charlie Bowman's um, a bike fanatic. But like, you know, he just likes riding bikes around like, you know, long distance journeys. He's not a really, he's not like a big racing bike driver you know he just like goes cruiser, on the, like. cruiser goes on the open road and tries different bikes out 
But his best mate is Ewan McGregor, and he wanted to do a, a test to see if he could get to Dakar and do the hardest rally known, in my opinion, known to mankind. There's like a couple of ways you can do it nowadays. You can do it on a bike. Uh, you can do it on a, a quad. You can do it in a buggy. You can do it in a car. You can do it in a truck. There's five methods of doing it. There's almost, I think there is a death every year. There's a few deaths every year when they do the race. It is one of them things that I want to um, do a little bucket list on. I won't tell you what happens in the DVD, but I enjoy look. I enjoy watching them documentaries. But after I watched that documentary, I watched the documentary on, um, I, and it's, it's been out for years. They, 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 I realised that they did a, a bit before this Dakar race called The Long Way Round, which they did two bikes, and they went from the, I think it's like, a, basically they went around the world. That's what they did. Then after doing that, they did The Long Way Down, where they started in Scotland and went all, all the way down to Cape Town in South Africa. And now they're in the well. I think now it's it's on Apple TV where they're doing the long way up, where they're starting in Patagonia in Argentina, and going all the way up to um, I think it's um, California. Yeah, yeah, it is California. Kind of, it might be San Francisco. California. Yeah. But basically, they brought out a, a collection on Bell staff of certain jackets. So yeah, it's on Apple. If you guys haven't checked it out, please check it out. They're gonna do this this trip from Patagonia to um, California on electric bikes. So I'm really excited to watch that documentary. So Charlie Bowman, Ewan McGregor, a long way up. But like I said, the reason why we're talking about them right now is they brought out a collection of jackets. How much is it? Yeah, seven hundred quid. But yeah, good job you signed that Bellator contract, <laughs> mate. But basically, you know. It's a lovely jacket, though, isn't it? Nice. Oh, look at him. He signed the contract and now he's buying a jacket. I love them. I love, I I love them. it. But Bellstaff's a good make, so like I, I thoroughly like the brand, you know, and um, my next purchase may be a Bellstaff jacket. I'm thinking next, you know. Um, talking about jackets, recently just got given a nice pack. It's from Weekend Defender. Nice little smock. It's lovely, actually. It's, it's, a, yeah. nice, it's a nice colour. The colour reminds me of um, a film called Away Days where they've got the Peter Storm jacket. It's just like that colour. And you're not going to be able to see it here, but I've also got the Weekend Defender graphic t-shirt on. Oh, with Bex. With a film with Bex, Dominic. So on a, another film I absolutely love. But, um, yeah, so obviously we're looking at, like, the fashion side of things that are coming up now Christmas is coming up there's going to be loads of different sort of uh, ideas coming you know and um, yeah looking forward to it but um, you got a new watch Brett? I got a new watch bought a new watch today well, I didn't want to buy a ring but I bought a watch instead we saved some money because I'm a legend yeah 10% off 10% display model Bosch um, thank you very much went in for a ring come out with a watch yeah oh, that's what it is um so that's that for this week's uh, podcast. Um, we're going to be here next week. Um, I think we'll speak about more about Bellator uh, Paris. We'll also speak a lot more about maybe the... We should have more news when it comes to a fight. Yeah. The gym. Obviously, we had the keys to the gym today. Yeah. So that's going to be, obviously, a lot of progress there. Yeah. Um, could maybe put some pictures in if we take some shots. but I could just to show you guys the, the, the progress that will be taking place there. But uh, we've had more or less most of the equipment through, and we there's some, some nice stuff. There's some stunning stuff in that equipment. But um, as we said, you know, we're still looking for for sponsors to um, to help us out with the um, with the gym. 
really looking forward to seeing if um, you know if anybody wants to put their logo in the gym and, and get some exposure through social media that way where there's going to be plenty of filming going on there now considering we're going to be yeah. main, ev- main events and on the main cards and on posters yo 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 and being able to showcase the sponsors as well on banners and shorts yes yeah, so that's another thing yeah yeah you know so instead of being on the fight banner the shorts <sighs> hit your boy up yeah we got uh obviously if you are interested in in in, in a sponsorship sort of uh, sponsorship sort of deal please feel free to uh, email us at brettjohnsmma.gmail.com. Uh, we'll get back to the price and stuff. You know, at the minute, we, we haven't really thought much about it because obviously everything's moved so quickly so quickly on the Bellator side of things. But, um, yeah. If you want to just sponsor the gym, you can sponsor the gym. If you want to sponsor Brett's fights, it's a different package. You can sponsor Brett's fights. That's fine. We'll let you guys decide what you want to do there. But um, last, well, i got 45 seconds left. Just a quick thank you to everybody who has done a lot for us the last few, not just last few months, last few years. You know, I want to thank my family um, first and foremost because, you know, they've put up with a lot over the last few years and really thankful. And, and now we feel like, you know, we're getting that sort of region where we're finding, you know, what what we're doing right now really successful and doing really well. So that's amazing. Um, thank you to Ashley. Thank you to, obviously, Sophie letting us use the place as well. Well, uh, Little one will be coming on their way. When's you come in? December the 8th. December the Valentino 8th. Valentino watch out. <laughs> so that she's coming then. Uh, I want to thank, obviously, Brian Butler, Sucker Punch. I want to thank Mike Hogan, Scott Cook, with the Bellator team there. I want to thank uh, my team's SMMA, KGB, and Brett Johns MMA. That is episode 7 of the Anyone Get Podcast. I'm Brett Johns. I'm Ashley Johns. Au revoir.